0: Fighting the enemy. What is the enemy? And we're going to look at what the enemies of the nation of Israel was back in the days of Moses and how that applies to us today, because all scripture has application to us today. If you've been here the last three weeks, you would, everybody would say amen, because that's what we've been doing is trying to establish the fact that we can take this scripture and apply it to where we are today. And I'm telling you, if you'll, stay, if you'll stick in here with me for about another two or three weeks, I believe, you're gonna, I, believe you're, I believe breakthrough is there for you. Let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, help me to speak. Help me to hear your voice and to uh, respond to your voice. Holy Spirit, you're the teacher. Holy Spirit, you reveal what the Father is saying. And Lord, I ask you in me and in this congregation to open up our ears, just like that word that was given Sunday morning that our ears would be spiritually open to hear your word and that we would not just dismiss this and walk on, but we would take your word and be not only hearers, but be doers. Now, we'll just bless your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I would encourage you get on the website and download the podcast if you're behind, but you shouldn't be. Tonight's the first one that we're doing. And let's just look at it. Deuteronomy, this is New King James, Deut- Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 1. It says, when the Lord, your God brings you into the land, which you go to possess and has cast out many nations before you verse still verse one, the Hittites, the Gergesites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites seven nations greater and mightier than you. Verse two. And when the Lord, your God delivers them over to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them, nor show mercy to them. Now, the children of Israel have just been delivered. They've just been delivered out of out of slavery. They've been delivered from the hand of Pharaoh. And uh, scripture shows us and and by the Holy Spirit, it shows us that that was a that was a picture of salvation. They didn't have to fight for it. They just had to step through and walk through and receive it, right? They did not have to fight for their deliverance from Pharaoh. God completely delivered them, right? They walked through the Red Sea, um, which was, which also is a picture of baptism of cleansing. And they came out scot-free. The enemy was destroyed. And they're free. Now they're on the other side. And it's the same as our walk in Christianity. We come at a point in our life to the cross and we say, Lord Jesus, I give my heart to you. I receive you as Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Save me. It says those that will believe. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. You are my Lord. Save me. We come to that point of salvation. We confess our sin. We are cleansed. We don't have to to fight for it. We just have to receive it right? Your salvation, you didn't have to fight, you didn't have to pay money, you didn't have to do anything for it, but receive it, right? Same thing here, but just like the children of Israel, there's a day when you get saved that we think, you know, it's easy to think as Christians our life has just ended. No, it's just began. It's like the children of Israel, they just got delivered. Now what? Now what are we going to do? You know, when they started grumbling, we would, we'd be better off to die in the, Back at Pharaoh's than it would be to be out here in the desert. They started grumbling even after they'd been delivered. Now what? And it's like that with as a, as a saved person. We get saved and we think the enemy's defeated. No, the enemy's still there. The difference is we are now equipped to defeat the enemy. Does anybody as Christians still have enemies to deal with? Okay. The enemy is defeated. We've just got to go defeat them. We've just got to go take it. It says, I've delivered you to the land that I have delivered you to. Or what did it say? It said, um, when the Lord your God brings you into the land which you go to possess, and he has cast out many nations, the Hivites. And then it says, when the Lord your God delivers them over to you, they've been delivered, you shall conquer and utterly destroy them. Now we've got a job to do. So we get saved and all of a sudden we realize there's enemies in our land. As Christians, we can still have enemies in our land. And this is how we're going to apply this scripture. The Hivites, the Gergesites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. We're going to go and we're going to look in the Greek, in the Hebrew. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever done this, but I would encourage you to study the word. And to go get a Strong's Concordance. And sometimes pick out words and go see what the real Hebrew in the Old Testament or Greek in the New Testament really means. And that's what we're going to look at. How do we apply what the Lord did for the children of Israel through salvation and their deliverance? He not only provided salvation, he provided deliverance. God doesn't just save. He provides complete deliverance from everything, whether it's your health, whether it's your uh, mind, whether it's uh, whether it's your finances God provided to a land flowing with milk and honey. Amen. So as we examine these seven enemies that the Lord has delivered before us, I encourage you keep your focus on yourself. Don't just think that was a good story. That was a good message tonight. Focus on yourself. This list does not include every enemy that you may encounter, but it's a good start. And to be honest with you, in all likelihood, we have all dealt with the attributes of each of these enemies from one to one extent to the other in our past. And we want to take, we as we begin to take a fresh look at these enemies in our land, the Holy Spirit is going to identify a giant in your land. You may already know what it is, but when you see it, I want to encourage you. Charge that uncircumcised Philistine with all you got. See, the children of Israel, when they faced Goliath, didn't think they could defeat him. They'd been staring at him too long. That enemy had been looking at him and talking to him too long. They needed somebody that was fresh, that was full of the spirit to go out and to see, how dare he speak against my God? I don't care how big you are. We've had a breakthrough in in basketball with our kids, and we've been having to play up, play all these kids that are bigger than us. And I finally just told them, kids, don't worry about who you're playing. Just give me everything you got. Stick to what we've taught you, but give me everything you got. And you know what? We started beating them. And now no longer do they look at how big they are. Do you see? That's an, that's an exact uh, application to the word of God. When we focus on the enemy, we get down. We can't defeat it. But when we focus on God, and you know what? Like I told these kids, give me everything you got. Stick to what we've taught you and give me everything you got. Victory came. God says, Stick to what I've taught you and give me everything you got. And those guys are going down. I don't care how big they are. Compare them to me, the Lord says. You follow me? All right. 1 Samuel 17, 47 says, then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with the sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. That's what that uh, Deuteronomy chapter seven, verse one was saying. I've already provided it for you. You just got to go out there and whip them. They're whippable. And you're the people to do it, but you've got to go out there and conquer. Them. Amen. Amen. All right, first one, the Hittite. If you go, when you look into Strong's Concordance, I'm going to give you a couple numbers here. It's uh, Strong's number 2850, 2851, 2865, 2845. I spent most of the afternoon going back through these numbers and looking at it and, you know, building my faith. You know, it's, it's incredible how we can read these stories and not know what's behind it. The word Hittite means terror, anger, fear intimidation Christians that have this enemy in their land, have a hard time dealing with their anger. Now, don't anybody get your feelings hurt. I'm just taking this scripture. It's going to, it's going to step on some toes, including my own, but I want you to know that this enemy that you've been battling for your whole life is about to go down. You are about to be equipped to take out these, these issues that you have brewing inside of you. That you can't get a hold of. They have a short fuse. They can explode without warning. And as a result, tend to intimidate those around them. This word contains the word beating down or causing others to be prostrate. And there's another underlying threat of violence, whether physical or verbal, when dealing with a Hittite. You know, through the years, you know, we all encounter people like this. I mean, I've even at times in my life had a problem with anger. And you're never able to reasonably talk to them because they get mad. And sometimes they'll even storm out, even in church, because they begin to take the Word of God personally. Well, praise the Lord. You should. The Word of God is personal, it's working. But because of this spirit, because of this spirit, we run out and we reject it. We miss it. When you try to minister to a Hittite, they can even get mad at the suggestion that there may be something wrong with them. Most of the time, people with this enemy have allowed it to remain in them since they were children. And this inability to deal with a temper or anger many times gets passed down from parent to child. And these enemies can be passed down from the third and the fourth generation, if not recognized and driven out of our lives. Now, I don't want to go into tonight generational curses, but they are real. They're real. I did a whole I did a whole uh, series on blessing or curse. And um, you know what? This is real stuff. Now, if it's been passed down, if your dad, if your if your dad was an alcoholic and his dad was an alcoholic and his dad was an alcoholic, or if your your dad died at 50 and his dad died at 50, you know what? It's time to break that. That's not your covenant. And you don't have to wait. I I know so many people that are waiting to die the same date that their dad died because their dad before them died at that point. No, it's break that. Let's get that off of us. Let's plead the blood of Jesus and let's confess our sin and let's get clean. Jesus came to become the curse for you. That you won't don't have to carry that curse any longer. Whether it was by witchcraft or whatever can be passed down. Now, you, you know, we want to say, let's don't get weird. You know what? The battle. The battle's not with the sword and the spear. The battle is the Lord's and you better be fighting with God or you're going down. Are you with me? All right. This is supposed to be uplifting instead of beating down. Uh, Okay. Often a spouse of a Hittite will take the demeanor of one who's beat down and begin to lose their personality. They're afraid of their spouse's outbursts of anger, and they become too intimidated to express themselves. And after a number of years with a woman uh, who shares... uh, living with a woman, living with a man who has this Hittite spirit, the women and the children can lose all emotional expression and even begin to dress without color. If you can relate to this enemy, you need to remember that this is not just an attitude problem or just the way you are. It is a demonic presence that is in the King's land and it can cost you more than just repairing a hole in the wall. It can even cost you your marriage but it can also cost you your inheritance in the kingdom. Do You remember the nobleman returning after the long journey and reviewing his, uh, his servant's progress. This is from Luke, Luke uh, 19.11. That the servant that didn't occupy until the Lord returned, he lost his inheritance. Do You remember it was taken away and given to the one that increased it. If you won't rule over your anger and your temper, how can you rule over ten cities for the Lord? Proverbs 14, 29 says he who is slow to wrath has great understanding, but he who is impulsive exalts folly. Now, I'm telling you, I was reading this today and just got stuck on this verse because I can have a tendency to be impulsive. Now, I I think that impulsive doesn't exactly mean uh, it it can mean different things. But you know what kind of impulses are negative. Um, Again. It's easy to allow these scriptures just to pass you by and for you not to try to apply it to yourself. And that's what I was trying to do today was apply this to me. Who is in my land? Because in the name of Jesus, identify it. Let me get him out. And let me let me prepare the way for my children to not have to deal with it also. Amen. Proverbs nineteen nineteen says a man of great wrath will suffer punishment for if you rescue him, you will have to do it again. That one sit in there just for a minute. Proverbs twenty one twenty-four. A proud and haughty man, a scoffer is his name. He acts with arrogant pride. James one twenty. It says, For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. All right, that's it. That's all of that one. I'm gonna be able quickly to go through about three tonight, and it's probably gonna take me three weeks to do the next four. But I want you to remember that the Lord has given you the power over your anger. The Lord has given you the power over all demonic activity. It's just time to take the word of God and to start to apply it to your life. You can do it. Nowhere in scripture does it give us commands that we can't follow through having Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. How frustrating would it be if he gave us instructions, but we couldn't do it? We can. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we can. So this anger, and let me tell you, anger is a big thing. The spirit of, of anger can be broken. And I want to encourage you. It's time to lay it before the Lord and to let the Lord help you get through that. And I, I would be glad, again, as, as we go through these other two, I'm probably going to get through one, one more. Let me pray with you. Let somebody pray with you. And let's confess that demon on out and let's move on. Amen. Sorry to look at you, Robert. You don't have an anger problem. I'm just <laughs> staring at you down here. <laughs> All right. The Gergesite. The Gergeshite. Yeah. Gergeshite. It can also be written without the H. Gergesite. It means dense or thick. Now, this one's going to be a little bit tougher. Um. Might hit home a little bit, uh, but I don't want it to be demeaning at all. But this is a man or woman that is ignorant. um, Lacks the power to absorb ideas or impression. People that just don't get it. And again, remember, I'm not talking about a natural trait brought on by genetics. We're talking about a demonic spirit that interferes with a man's normal ability to comprehend. And in some cases, pride can be a factor. To this type of ignorance. It can be the fruit. It it can be the fruit of a man. Who is so full of himself. That he refuses to absorb any concept. Or idea that doesn't originate from himself. And when you deal with someone. That has this on them. No matter how you present the truth. and And revelation to them. The light of understanding does not come on. The common phrase out of their mouth. Is I just don't hear what you're saying. I don't see it. And years after dealing with a person that is battling this Gurgisite spirit, five, ten years later, their lifestyle is still the same. The way they thinks the same. They have not changed a bit. Gurgisites never seem to grow in God. And I want to encourage you again. We're going to apply this back to ourselves. If you haven't grown spiritually in the last five years, you may be battling this. Now, again, it's going to be easy to get your feelings hurt. Nobody's saying that you're dumb, but sometimes, you know, Pastor Matt talked about six, seven years ago about the spirit of God talking to you. And if the Lord has not spoken to you in the last. Bit of time. To go back to the time that he did speak to you last and try to see what hindrance there could be. Now. I think he's talking exactly about this spirit. He didn't call it this. But what I'm saying is sometimes things get in our way that keep us from understanding. Whether we get in too big of a hurry when we're reading his word, which happens to me. Whether I read it and I don't get anything. My mind is somewhere else. Have you ever done that? Have you ever read a book or anything? And you can't remember what you read. You know, we, we need to identify because you know what? We have the mind of Christ. So if we are spirit filled, if we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we should learn. We our brain is now positioned as good ground to receive the seed. Our heart too. But if it's not happening, you may be dealing with a spirit here. Amen. Amen. The Lord is always trying to change you from glory to glory. And your lack of change may be the result of being a little bit separated for him to reach. You cannot afford to walk your life out with this spirit on you. You have to drive that thing out of your life. Too many people have been married to this enemy that they're so married to this enemy that to make a clear distinction between who they are supposed to be in Christ and who they have become because of the invasion of this enemy. Many believe that they are stupid and they are not. Satan may have planted seeds in your life through your parents, through your friends, through your teachers, through your coaches, and convinced you that you're this way. If you've been born again by the power of the Holy Spirit, you are well able to understand clearly the principles and the ways of God. You must violently fight any thought that would try to convince you otherwise. So many people that I talk to about getting in the word daily say, I just have a hard time understanding. And, and they're being completely serious. And I will try to put a a looser translation in their hands, a new living or a message or something like that that's a little bit easier to understand. But let me tell you, you've got to dig in. You've got to get in there and try. And if you've got to read, and I've done this before, if you've got to read the same day twice, read it twice. There must be something in it for you that's trying to keep you from getting it. Uh, It was happening to me today as I was reading. I almost laid this uh, sermon down for tonight. Because I was getting so much out of Romans today. And the power that God has given us to get through the things that we're walking through. And all of a sudden, my faith just started increasing. Because you know what? I got battles. Let me tell you, you think you got battles? I got battles. Your battles aren't any worse than my battles. We just got battles. But when I get in the word, the Lord starts to increase my belief that I can get through it. My faith where the faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, I've got to be in the word. And, and you know what? I can zip through it and not get anything from it, or I can slow down and the, the Lord will bring it to my attention or it'll just have to be natural. I miss that. What was that saying? Let's go back and try it again. Now, I'm not perfect. A lot of times I skim right through it and go on through my day and that's wrong, but you know, we have got to absorb Slow down. And listen, I'm I'm the type that I'm regimented. I got to get my reading in and go on to my next thing. But the Lord was speaking to me today. When you get out your word, the Lord's going to speak to you. So we got to watch what's been spoken over you. Gergesites never allow uh, spiritual um, penetration. They just don't get it. Revelation is not their friend. If you sit down and read your Bible, it's just like reading any other book that you get no revelation from it. And if that's the case, you may have a Gurgicide on your land. You should be able, when you read the word of God, to receive light and understanding. And if you don't, something is preventing God from getting through to you. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I want to remind you again that this is not dealing with human personalities or traits. These seven enemies are demonic spirits that attach themselves to human beings so that they can manifest their own nature through a person. And the Gurgicide is a spiritually dense demon that blends his nature with a person so that that individual actually believes that they are the one, the ones that are dense. We start to buy into the fact that that's who we are. I encourage you to examine your life concerning this enemy. Don't allow pride to keep you from being honest with yourself, with your present condition. If the enemy has caused you to start to miss it spiritually, you've got to drive him out. There's no way to live successfully in the kingdom of God with a Gurgisite in your life. A wonderful world of discovery is coming when you get this thing out. This truly is the abundant life that the Lord has promised to those that would that will live for him. I'm going to give you some scripture and we're going to close. But those of you that have been on the worship team with me since I first came on, I, I think you would all agree that you get more out of your one year the next year than you did the previous year. And you get more out the next year. I think it's just continually sweeping, sweeping the inside clean as you read the word. And that the Lord continues to increase you, to increase your ability to understand. It's like today, I've read that scripture so many times in Romans, but finally the light was going off in my life. And I was getting excited. We have got to be willing to to realize, hey, I may be missing it. And you know what? The pastor may have something. He may be saying something to me tonight. 1 Corinthians 2, 16. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Matthew 16, 17. But Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Job 32, 8. But there is a spirit in a man, and the breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. Colossians 1, 9. For this reason also, since the day we heard it, do not, cease to, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Amen. We'll pick up the Amorite next week. Uh, uh, oh, let me say this before I pray. No service Wednesday night. Next coming Wednesday night, we have VBS, uh, Vacation Bible School. And I would encourage you, participate, be a, be a part of it. Come out here with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're gonna have a, They're going to have a big ship built right here on stage. Huh? What was my first passage? On the Gergescheit? 1 Corinthians 2.16. VBS next week. Um, so we will not have regular service here. You're invited to come anyway and be a part, but uh, it'll be Monday through Friday. So let me pray for you. And again, I'll be available right after service to pray with you if you need need prayer. Father, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for your um, identifying um, a couple issues that may be going on in our lives, whether it's anger and intimidation. Lord, manipulation, intimidation, and domination is is, uh, witchcraft. Lord, this spirit of anger that can come on especially men, Lord, but also on women. Lord, I just ask you to. Let us be true to ourselves and come clean before you, Lord. And just as I'm going to pray right here in the name of Jesus, we just cast out that spirit of anger. We, and we speak to it by name. It's a, the, uh, the Hittite, the spirit of fear and dread that we place on other people. Lord, by your blood and by your spirit, we just speak to that spirit that may be in this room right here, right now, Lord. And I just say, in the name of Jesus, come out. You have no right on this land. Lord, we are a vessel. We are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And I just ask for a complete cleansing. And that goes for me, Lord, as I can have anger issues myself. Lord, I just ask you for a total cleansing. And Lord, over anything that may keep your word and your spirit and your voice from coming into our ears. Lord, we just speak to it right now—the Gurgisite, this spirit of denseness, Lord, this spirit of of ignorance. We just confess uh, uh, that it has no right, it has no authority, it has no ownership in us, and we just confess it out. I just confess it out right now in the name of Jesus. Regardless of what anyone has ever said over us, we are not stupid, we are not dumb, we are not worthless. Lord, we are your creation, beautifully and wonderfully made. We have the mind of Christ. We have been filled with your spirit. I thank you that you desire to give us all knowledge and wisdom. Thank you, Lord, for a cleansing tonight, Lord. I thank you for a time of worship and that we could align ourselves with you to receive tonight, Lord. Now, Lord, just bless us. We pray directly for VBS, for salvations and breakthroughs and families. Lord, for a bunch of kids to come in here, Lord, for all the workers, Lord, just to bless this next week. Lord, let your spirit be here and let us glorify you. Lord, we pray for Sunday morning. Just ask for breakthrough. Thank you for the word last week. Lord, I just ask you from glory to glory, you just keep increasing. Increasing your spirit, increasing Church on the Hill, Lord, as you would see fit. And just bless the rest of our week. We just pray for those that are sick those that are battling issues in their life right now. And Lord, I just ask you as Jehovah Jireh just to bring breakthrough as our provider. Jehovah Rophi, the Lord, our healer. Thank you, Lord. We just bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Hope you have a great week. We'll pick this back up in two weeks.